0: Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz. I want to welcome all of our viewers here tonight. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And as always, please also visit our YouTube channel, which is called Dead Talk Live. And please go ahead and subscribe. If you're there right now, please hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Let me welcome some of you guys. Let's start on Instagram today. Marie is moderating on Instagram. I want to welcome Angel, Daniel, Turco. Aisi is with us. On YouTube, we have Ruben. We have our moderators, Khaleesi, Singer We have Cece Weezy with us. Philip Thompson and Lindsay are with us from. Uh, sorry, on or with us on Facebook. Philip. Likes to remind us every day that he's from Montana. I think we've got that down pat, Philip. <laughs> uh Hope it's a little warmer today in Montana. Want to welcome Lindsay Sparks from Canada. Anyway, like I said, I hope everyone's enjoying their evening. Uh, let's just go straight to it. So, check this out. The Walking Dead World Beyond is going to stream on Shudder when it gets released. probably very soon here since the season is over so that means The Walking Dead the original is on Netflix Fear the Walking Dead is on Hulu and World Beyond is on Shudder (laughs) you know AMC is uh, spreading out the series but just a little disclaimer here Shudder is completely owned by AMC so, but it's a whole separate service from AMC Plus. Shutter is a great streaming service. It's all horror. Uh, great channel. Uh, I remember when it first came out. This is before AMC bought it. It really was just a bunch of B-rated movies. Stuff that you really would not pay anything to see. But they have a great lineup now of movies. And uh, they do offer a free trial if you guys want to check it out. But if you are a big horror fan, uh, definitely check out Shudder. They have some, a, a nice collection of movies going all the way back to the 70s to brand new uh, original content made for Shudder. So it's definitely worth checking out. want to welcome, uh, let's see, we have Brian T who's joined us on youtube Uh, grace is with us on facebook welcome to all you guys ian is with us on instagram so the actual article about world beyond going to shutter shutter is looking to beef up its streaming lineup with amc's most recent zombie series headed to the streaming service they failed to mention like i said shutter is owned by amc Uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond will be the first of the Walking Dead 3 series to stream on the platform with its first season slated to debut on January 21st. So so that's just a little over a month from now. Uh, World Beyond is going to be available on Shudder. The series wrapped up its first season late in 2020 uh, after delays uh, from the from the pandemic prompted its spring debut to be pushed back to the fall the second and final season of world beyond is slated to debut on amc in late 2021 with production expected to begin early in the new year and we had uh, annette mahandru on here who said that they should start filming season two sometime in the next month so january sounds about right The Walking Dead is one of the most popular and successful series in the history of television. A showcase of fearless genre storytelling and iconic characters that has stood the test of time, said Craig Engler, general manager at Shudder. The Shudder team and and I have long been fans of the series and the larger universe it has given life to. We are thrilled to bring the full first season of the most recent series in The Walking Dead universe, The Walking Dead World Beyond, to our members this January and to welcome its quote-unquote empties to the Pantheon of terrors who call Shudder home. The launch of The Walking Dead World Beyond on Shudder will hardly be the streamer's first ties to the world of The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead executive producer and VFX genius Greg Nicotero sees, sees his Creep Show housed on Shudder as well. So, yeah, Shudder uh, does have the, the complete first season of uh, Greg Nicotero's, uh, you know, when he brought Creep Show back to life last year. And he's currently getting close to wrapping up season two. The shooting of uh creep show season two. Uh so as an added bonus for fans, they will also have the creep show anthology series. Shudder also houses such titles as a Discovery of Witches and The Last Drive-In. Shudder also announced that Slasher, formerly a Netflix series, will be a Shudder original in 2021 bolstering the network's horror genre lineup even further. So basically, Shudder, this is just a, a move and probably uh, a series of moves that's going to be announced over the next several months to really get competitive into the streaming market because I'll tell you what, man, These 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 networks and studios are realizing that home streaming is really the uh the present and the future of home video entertainment and uh god everybody uh, it's you know (laughs) i mentioned it the other day hbo already has hbo max they've announced they're creating two more streaming platforms under the hbo name and uh i brought it up a couple days ago i'm not going to go that much into it again but they're going to have to find a way to, I don't know, get together because you cannot have 8 to 20 different streaming platforms each charging between 5 to 20 bucks a month uh, for you to watch what you want to watch. How they're going to work it out, I have no idea. But that's not my problem. Uh, let's see. Uh, Khaleesi writes, cannot wait for season 2 of Creepshow. Uh, love Discovery of Witches 2. Ruby Jane is with us on Facebook. Welcome, Ruby. Uh, we have Sergio with us, Jenny with us on Instagram. So you know, I read this the other day. I was kind of hoping it was a joke, but apparently it's not. They are making a Walking Dead comedy spinoff. Oh man! I mean, I gotta say, I have I have mixed no. I would not even call them mixed feelings. Unless they come out with something uh, really unique, refreshing, and great, I don't see how this is going to work out. A Walking Dead comedy spinoff. Anyway, let's read what they have to say. The Walking Dead is about to go where it's never gone before. Scott Gimple says a comedic spinoff of the zombie drama is in the works. That's... That's That line right there is an oxymoron. A comedic spin-off of the zombie drama is in the works. Just say that a couple of times. Another spin-off of The Walking Dead is in the works, and this one is a comedy. After the flagship show established itself as a ratings winner on AMC, the caretakers of The Walking Dead... TV Universe first expanded the franchise with Fear, which is itself now a TV institution, currently in its sixth season. But two Walking Dead shows just weren't enough for the folks at AMC, so more spin-offs are in the works. One of these spinoffs is World Beyond, which we, of course we already know, has indeed already accomplished its first season and is the uh, lead-in to the rick grimes movies after the walking dead season 11 wraps up the main show's decade plus long run the beloved characters carol and daryl are getting their own spin-off there are also plans for an anthology style show i've said this before this is what i'm really looking forward to tales of the walking dead we're going to that's gonna pave the way for them to bring back some old characters, uh, not to mention all the new characters uh, that we're gonna to get to meet. Uh, CC Weezy, right? Hope it's not like Z Nations. No, oh, oh please. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not gonna cut it for me. I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. You guys all know that. But if they make it uh, like anything like Z Nation, I I gotta draw the line somewhere. Now there's yet news of another addition to the Walking Dead universe, and this one may be the strangest of all. Appearing on the recent Walking Dead holiday special, cast and crew coming together to celebrate Christmas, Scott Gimple revealed a, comid- a comedic spin-off on the zombie world is currently in the works. We are working on a straight Walking Dead comedy right now. He announced, we're not making fun of our world, but it's just one more of a comedic take on the world. Uh, you know, you could spin it upside down, left and right, wrap it up, put a nice little bow on it. At the end of the day, I just don't see this working. Comedy obviously has been a big factor in The Walking Dead. Now, you see, you can't compare lighthearted moments as Eugene's dialogue or the little moments that Daryl and Rick had throughout the course of their run on The Walking Dead and compare that to a comedy, okay? Uh, That's not comedy. Those are just some light moments in in a show that's full of dark drama and gore. Indeed, the world after the zombie apocalypse doesn't naturally present itself as a place for humor, and the show predictably has largely stuck to depicting the grim realities of such a situation while delving into the inter- interpersonal drama that continues between the survivors. It's actually somewhat hard to imagine what a Walking Dead comedy show would even look or feel like. And I'm one of those people. I'm trying to imagine it. I'm, you know, for them to make a comedy, but yet stick to what the Walking Dead universe is all about. And for me, it's like oil and water. They just don't mix. Uh, So let's see, where did I leave off? Uh, It's actually somewhat hard to imagine it. Gimple makes it clear that the show won't parody the universe but will but will rather present a new take on the world that skews towards the comedic again you can spin it anywhere you want with the words i don't see it working and i've been wrong i've been wrong before i mean there have been plenty of projects that were announced uh a great example is heath ledger getting picked to play the Joker. I'm like, are you kidding me? God damn. He was the best Joker ever. You know, may he rest in peace. But, uh, man, for this, I, uh, I just can't say it enough. I can't see it working. Lindsay on Facebook writes, cannot wait for tales of the walking dead and see who they bring back. I'm with you on that one. CC Weezy writes, the humor in the walking dead is best left to scenes. Like when Morgan asks Michonne for his peanut butter bar. Yeah, that's cool. Doesn't make it a comedy though. Those are just lighthearted moments that are actually needed in a very heavy drama slash horror show. So, you know, I'm willing to give anything a try. Of course I'm gonna watch it if it does if it actually makes it to the screen. Just because they're talking about it might have moved further down in in the development phase doesn't actually mean that it's going to hit the screen. There's a lot of stuff between now and whenever that may happen that could prevent it from actually happening. So we'll see. If it does make it to the screen, of course I'm going to check it out. The majority of us are going to check it out. And who knows? I might be surprised as hell... As to like, wow, this is actually pretty damn good. So, we have to wait and find out. Uh, Anyway, let's see. Next on the list is... uh Aha, this is interesting. Fans of the Walking Dead universe, in particular Fear fans, sort of say who their least favorite characters and most favorite characters are on Fear the Walking Dead. Now, these are opinions, please keep in mind. Fear the Walking Dead recently conducted a poll on a subreddit to find out fans' favorite living characters, and, well, ooh, Charlie did not make it. Alexa Neeson's teenage survivor Charlie and Danae Garcia's gasoline manufacturer Luciana tied for last place. I do not agree with that. We had Alexa on this show just a little over uh, a week ago, and talked about a very talented, smart, young lady who plays the character of Charlie brilliantly, Uh, I would not put her in last place. Now, Luciana, it's because she has not been getting any screen time, sorry, screen time, since basically Nick, Nick has been killed off the show. Since Nick has been killed off the show, Luciana has been really a background character on Fear of the Walking Dead. And the first half of this season, we didn't see her until, what, the last episode or second to last before the midseason finale? So it's like, you know, what What are they going to do with her character Are they going to give her a meaningful storyline? Are they going to make her a part of a meaningful storyline? Or are they just going to keep her hanging around in the background? Uh, I think Denae Garcia is very talented. She's a great actress. She has a lot to offer to the show. And I really do hope they do something more with her character. Charlie's character, Alexa's, is going to continue to grow as... We get deeper into season six, and hopefully nothing happens to her, and we get to see her in season seven. The character of Charlie, as she continues to grow up uh, and grow more into the person that she's going to ultimately be, she's going to come into her own. She's going to start making her own decisions. She's going to not always agree with whatever Alicia says, and there's a lot to look forward to there. Uh, Anyway, they are ranked, they are tied by fans as being in last place. Uh, They are not disliked by fans the way that Jenna Elfman's June is. To be fair though, June finished only just ahead of Charlie and Lucy on the list. Now, I like Jenna Elfman's June very much the character that she is today when we first met her and she went through like three different names or four different names before we actually got to find out what her real name is she was a very complicated mysterious character a lot of that mystery has been peeled back and i, I still think she remains a, an a extremely compelling character on the show their low rankings probably has to do with them not getting as much screen time, which is what I just said. It's unlikely likely most fans really hate them, they just don't exactly top anyone else's list of absolute favorites. The characters just don't get enough to do, which is pretty unfortunate if you think about it. If the polls were explicitly framed as who is your least favorite cast member, then June and Jenna Elfman would probably get a lot of votes from the users. As Nate Silver can confirm, it's all about how you ask the question. And if you guys don't know who Nate Silver is, he's uh, he does a lot of polls and stuff in the political forum. Anyway... Then they go on, who is your favorite character on Fear of the Walking Dead? Fan favorites is a little bit more of a surprise too, if only for the way it bucks the trend of the the composition of the rest of the list. The top of the list is dominated by characters who have been with the show since before season 4 that brought Morgan over from The Walking Dead, to serve as the new leader that veteran domination ends with number one fan favorite Garrett Dillahunt's gunslinger John Dory so John Dory is leading the pack as being amongst the fan favorites the trick shooting police officer got almost twice as many votes as second place finisher Alicia Clark played by Alicia debnam Carey. It's not a surprise that people love him, as he's a heroic but complex character who's been the focus of some of the show's best episodes, including the best episode of season six so far, The Key. The objective truth here is that Hunt's performance is one of the best on any show in the Walking Dead universe, period. So, do you guys agree with that? Uh, At least the favorite part? Uh, Apparently, Morgan, you know, is like number three on the list. So, it's John Dory, Alicia, who's been on the show since day one. And she's become a real big badass. You know, how can you not like Alicia? She's a huge fan favorite. And then, uh, I'm assuming Morgan is probably third on that list. Khaleesi writes, I agree with the favorites. Uh, Rhea is with us on Facebook saying hello, everyone. I missed watching. It's good to have you back, Rhea. Master Chief is with us on YouTube. Welcome. And Rebecca is with us on Facebook as well. Welcome to all you guys. Uh, Sheriff Breeze is with us on Instagram. Sweetest is also with us on Instagram. Welcome to all you guys. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but they're making another Scream movie. Scream 5. Uh, And they're bringing back, like, Neve Campbell, uh, Courtney Cox. Uh, Anyway, you know, this article basically talks about what influenced them to make uh, another sequel to the Scream series. The horror genre has been flourishing for years as a variety of new and exciting projects have hit theaters. But horror was built on franchises and some beloved properties have returned as a result of the genre's renaissance. And I would say hands down right now that the horror genre is probably one of the most popular uh film slash tv entertainment genres out there okay uh that then action comedy but horror has to be at least in the top three because if you look at what's coming out it is dominated dominated by thrillers horrors psychological horrors crime stories But horror seems to be the central theme of what people want to see nowadays. Uh, The latest of these projects is the new Scream movie, which recently wrapped production. The movie marks the first installment since the death of Wes Craven. He was... That's so sad that we lost Wes. uh, With Ready or Not directors... Matt Bedellini open, Tyler Gillette behind the camera. Adding the latter filmmaker recently explained how Jordan Peles' work influenced Scream 5. Horror legend Wes Craven created properties like Scream and of course probably his most famous creation, Freddy Krueger and A Nightmare on Elm Street. So there are some very big shoes to fill. For Tyler and Matt, but their work on Ready or Not showed the filmmaker's ability to balance comedy and horror, and their love for Craven's work convinced Nev Campbell to reprise her role as Sidney Prescott. Uh, Gillette recently explained how Jordan's acclaimed work in the genre has also factored in by saying, We've talked about Jordan's body of work a lot because what he's doing is the closest thing to something that we hope to do and that we love in terms of tonally where it's fun and it's about something and it's exciting and it's not just one thing. We've talked about the visual style of us uh, a lot when we were talking about this because it captured something very honest and organic while also feeling like a big fun movie and to be able to do those two things simultaneously and have an indie vibe that's also a big fun popcorn movie that to what to us west Cra- Wes craven mastered with nightmare on elm street and scream where he's able to walk that line and that's the newest thing in the lineage for us well this is intriguing it looks like the directors of the fifth screen movie are being influenced by beloved horror movies both new and old and when it comes to jordan's oscar-winning work in the genre with movies like get out and us Matt Bedellini is hoping to find a way to reflect on real life issues with the upcoming slasher flick. Now, slasher flicks, when it comes to horror, is the subgenre of horror that's sort of gone by the wayside. Back in the 70s and the 80s, horror was all about. Uh, teenage counselors going to camp and getting slaughtered. People loved it. You know, Friday the 13th. And then, you know, you got Michael Myers with Halloween. Of course, that didn't take place at a campsite. But then Freddy Krueger, who would come and kill you in your dreams. It was all about the slasher flicks. And that has given way to a variety of different Subgenres in the horror realm. Tyler's comic uh, comments to Comic Book offered a brief glimpse behind the curtain on the upcoming Scream movie. The project recently wrapped principal photography, which it basically means they shot their last scene with uh, Gillette and his collaborator Matt assembling a killer cast to bring the mysterious project to life. The story is being kept under wraps, but it looks like the filmmakers are going with the same meta and self-referential style as the previous four installments, while also being influenced by modern hits. Jordan's pair of horror flicks have been both critical and box office successes, especially Get Out. As Tyler uh, Gillette mentions, Us had a specific visual style which was able to entrance audiences and allow the movie to become a hit in 2019. The fifth screen movie will hopefully have that same appeal and be a fun movie experience for both hardcore fans and horror newbies. The new Scream movie will feature the trio of original heroes in Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette, while also featuring the return of Scream 4's Marley Shelton. The directors rounded out the cast with a slew of familiar faces, including The Boys' Jack Quaid, 13 Reasons Why star Dylan Minnette, Jasmine Savoy Brown from The Leftovers and Jenna Ortega from You. Scream is currently expected to hit the theaters, not for another year, guys, January 14th, 2022. So 13 months it's coming out, which is a long time since they just wrapped up filming it. Normally, after it's done filming, it needs another maybe six months, but it's going to be another year before Scream 5 hits the screens, whether movie theaters will still be around in the year 2022. Well, we just got to wait and see, but one way or another, we are going to be able to see Scream 5, and I, know, I don't know how many of you guys are Scream fans out there, but uh, It was a sleeper hit. When that first one came out, uh, it just did phenomenally well. And it was a refreshing look and take on horror movies. And it did play a big role in revitalizing the, the genre of the slasher flick. But it was not very long lived because after that, It was not followed up with that many more good slasher flicks. Even American Horror Story tried doing it. In last season with uh, American Horror Story 1984. Going back to the camp counselors getting slaughtered at camp. Was probably my least favorite season of AHS so far. So it is coming out with a new season that they are currently shooting. And they're being very tight-lipped on what, the, on what the new season is going to be all about. Khaleesi writes, I love Scream. Lindsay writes, I grew up with the Scream movies. So it will be cool to see what they come up with. What made Scream so great was uh, one of the things that made it so great. I'm talking about the original one. Was that really twist ending. And how it was two killers acting together... Uh, instead of trying to figure out who was the single killer. It was two people. And, you know, when you finally got to the end, it was the only thing that made sense, because when you finally thought that you knew who the killer was, well, they would be in a completely different place. And, of course, we find out at the end of the movie that it's two of the friends acting together, and they both made up to killers. So... Uh, Khaleesi also agrees about 1984 in AHS, American Horror Story. So let's get on with today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about, uh, aliens in horror movies. And I, the first movie I want to talk about, I don't know how many of you might have seen or heard about this movie. It's called Life. And it just came out three years ago. Okay, and I got a, a, a five-minute clip of this movie. I'm going to share with you a little bit about the plot, and then I want to play this clip. Basically, uh, NASA, whatever, sent a, a, a probe to Mars, landed, scooped up uh, material, and shot it back towards Earth. Uh They didn't let it go and land on Earth. Instead, it was intercepted by, like, the International Space Station that is orbiting Earth in case there are any contaminants and they don't want to bring that stuff on Earth. That's just a little background. Now, watch this scene. It's a clip. It's about five, six minutes. It's not that short. And then we'll talk more about this movie. So anyway, check it out. This movie called Life from 2017. Here it is. Wake up. Shit. What's wrong? It broke the wand. I'm gonna try and pull my hand out. Do that, but just make sure to protect the glove. Like a a firm handshake. It's fine. It doesn't hurt, but it's firm, strong. What's the problem? It's got Hugh's hand. His heart rate is at 165. Sure. Can we trust the glove? It's very tight. glove's not going anywhere. It's fine. Sit. Okay, but just just relax. Tell him to relax. Derry? Derry, look at me. Look at me. Relax. Just relax your hand. Uh, Okay. It's in between my fingers. Can I make a suggestion? Can I just, can I go in there and get No, him, you're not going to go in there. No, of course you're not, safe. because we have to maintain quarantine. No, no, I can Stop. do this. I can. I can, I can do this. Um, can you try and distract it? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'll see if I can interest it in the wand. Come on, my favourite little Martian. Come on. Come on. Come on. interest dead. Jesus Christ. You guys got eyes on it anywhere? Okay, yeah. See what I mean? Now, if that doesn't get you interested in watching the movie, if you haven't watched it yet, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, a little disclaimer, I don't think any mice were hurt during the filming of that movie. But, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, It goes to show you that intelligent life, if it does exist on another planet... It's not going to be in the form of little gray men with big eyes. It could be in that kind of form. And you got to watch the movie. You got to watch the ending of that movie because it has a really nice twist. If you remember several episodes ago, I described how many movies are like great. And then they get to the ending and they try to get too clever and they completely screw it up. No, that did not happen with life. Uh, so, what it goes on to say, while it did, it was it did not bomb. It grossed a hundred million dollars worldwide. It's strange that this smart little creature feature doesn't get more attention upon its release, especially considering. The all-star cast. And that was an all-star cast. With uh, Jake Ellenhall, Ryan Reynolds, a crew collecting soil samples from Mars, find a strange organism that morphs from a gelatinous substance into a full-on monster. Yes, it is an alien throwback, but an effective and squirm-inducing one with a killer ending and if you guys want to watch it it is available on amazon prime uh brian t writes it's very hard for me that's the reality the twist um i'm a white boy writes there is a great show on netflix called alien worlds haven't heard of that one i'll have to go check it out uh khaleesi writes gonna have to watch now yeah it's a great movie now, I want to talk about another movie that really went under the radar. This is older than life. This came out in 1997. It has another great cast with Sam Neill Lawrence Fishburne, and it's a movie called Event Horizon. Okay? Like I said, it came out in the late 90s. Great cast. Even though there are no aliens uh, per se in this movie, it does take place in outer space. And it's about a crew that is sent to recover a spaceship that mysteriously disappeared and shows up several years later with the crew, nobody responding on the ship. Anyway... uh, But it goes on to say it, while it was a flop upon the release, Event Horizon has become a cult hit. Widely regarded as one of the best space horror films ever, often referenced in modern culture, with the existential angst of Solaris and the pure horror of uh, the Aliens franchise. The film focuses on a crew who discover a portal to a hellish dimension and begin to be driven, driven mad. Director Porter, Paul W.S. Anderson reveals other worlds in this well-utilized snippet, but we know it's enough to make crew members choose suicide over returning. Not only does this film instill fear, on many different levels, it features an ace cast from, like I said, Sam Neill to Lawrence Fishburne. It's available on Hulu and also on Sling TV. Uh, Singer Chick writes, uh, sorry, Lindsay writes, "Event Horizon is a great movie." Why uh, White Boy writes explains why they think life may look like on different planets with gravity and all that other stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, for a long time, aliens have been represented in many different ways, but life does it completely in a way that not a lot of us have thought of before. Uh, Singer Chick goes on to say, I saw that one too. I've, I've seen so many horror films. Uh, the next one on the list, is, of course, the classic Alien, 1979, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, If you guys have not seen Alien, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Go out and watch it. And its sequel, Aliens. The original, part one, is called Alien. And then the sequel, which came out in 1986, is called Aliens, plural. And I actually like the sequel better than the original. The original is great, but Aliens uh, is a lot more... I would say the first Alien is a lot more horror-based, and the second one is a lot more action. And it also has a great cast as well. Now, the uh, the next one on the list is uh, The Thing. Okay, how many of you guys have seen the 80s film The Thing? John Carpenter was the undisputed champion of the 1980 horror flick in his tale of Michael, from his tale of Michael Myers and his terror reign on Halloween night. If that wasn't scary enough, take a trip to the Arctic Circle for a close encounter of another kind in The Thing. This titular monster gives new meaning to hiding in plain sight, as its uncanny ability to shapeshift proves to be both horrifying and deadly for a team of researchers. And it also gives a warning. This movie, it is not for the squeamish. And it takes up a classic storyline. You have a bunch of uh, people working in the Arctic, they come across another camp of uh, scientists that completely... It looks like they killed each other, all right? Uh, and then they also discover a big hole in the ice where they were digging. And in the movie, they go down... To, we're talking about not a hole, it's a crater. And inside this crater... It's really what's buried in there from thousands and thousands of years ago is a spaceship, okay? And inside this spaceship are aliens, but it's not like aliens that even from the live preview that I just showed you or from Alien the movie, what these aliens are are they're shapeshifters, They mimic their host. They take over their host. And the way it spreads is by jumping from host to host. So this team, our team of scientists, come across another team of scientists that apparently killed each other. And the only remaining survivor is his dog. So they bring the dog back to their campsite. But, and they put him in with a kennel with other dogs, and that dog is not what it appears to be. It was once a regular dog before it became infected. And the dog, well, let's... I mean, you want to talk about uh, 1980 special effects at its best? The thing has to be number one when it comes to 1980s special effects. And the gore and the horror... When you see these humans and animals uh, transforming from a, a person to this alien, I can't, even, I can't even find the right set of words to describe it. It is gory as hell. Uh, it is gruesome. It stars Kurt Russell. Uh, again, if you have not watched it, go ahead and watch it. Uh, does not, I mean, let's just say it doesn't have a big happy ending. There are two survivors at the end of the movie after they have presumably uh, killed it, okay? Uh, and they both agree that rescue is not an option because anybody coming to rescue them, there's a chance for that thing to getting down into the populated world from where it's been hiding in the ice for thousands of years. So, it is definitely one to uh, watch. Uh, Khaleesi writes, Another Life is a show from Netflix. It has Elizabeth Ludlow in it. It's a really good alien uh, movie. And Elizabeth Ludlow was a guest of ours. Elizabeth Faith Ludlow played a rock. In The Walking Dead. Uh, So let's see what other movies I have on this list. I'm just keeping an eye on the time. Now another movie that I don't know if you guys saw. It's also from the 80s. It's kind of cheesy. But I liked it. It's uh, called They Live. And it starred uh, a wrestler. An entertainment wrestler. Roddy Piper. And it's about aliens who have been living... Uh, on earth for a very long time they have infiltrated earth and the only way you can see them is through these special pair of sunglasses now i know it sounds completely silly right it sounds completely silly you know stupid but it's actually very interesting uh and it's it has a great story uh, the acting, I mean, it's Roddy Piper. He's a wrestler. It's an action flick, as well as being scary and also science fiction. But if you have chance, check it out. What they go to say about it, submit, consume, buy, stay asleep, and obey. These are the commands of the evil alien overlords in John Carpenter's they live and leave it up to john carpenter to take a cheesy story as this the way i just described it i mean i could totally tell if you've never heard of it or seen it it sounds completely cheesy but leave it up to john carpenter to take a cheesy story and make a damn good movie out of it anyway uh the movie is called they live though they don't rely on on Campy Ray Gunn's Giant Robots or a score by Danny Elfman, like the aliens of the previous entry, they do have a very evil and sinister presence throughout the entire film. And it is another film that will leave you with a little bit of a surprise ending. I'm a white boy who writes Bubblegum. It has that famous line. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Uh and I'm a white boy, he repeats it. One of the famous lines in the movie goes like this. I came here to do two things. Chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. That came out of the mouth of Roddy Piper, who was the star in the movie. It's a definite, you know, testosterone-filled man flick action. There are these two guys that in the beginning are not the best of friends. They get into this all-out brawl in an alleyway. They kick each other's ass. Uh, But they finally come to terms and realize that there's a common enemy out there that they both need to fight and defeat. Now, the last movie on our list was another sleeper hit. And, of course, Predator. Now... I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen a Predator movie. But I'm talking about the original. Okay? The one with Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay? It's a bunch of Green Berets, I think they are. They are sent into the jungle. And they find out that they are being hunted by a Predator that is using them as game. As sport. Because... The predator species, that's what they do. They are warriors. The predator and the alien movies, you know, there was Predator versus Alien, and they told a story of how the predator and the alien uh, from the movie Alien have existed for thousands of years. And if you saw Predator versus Alien, or is it Alien versus Predator? It's one or the other. The other, uh, the predators take and produce the aliens. If you guys have watched the Alien movie, the way the aliens come to life is there's this egg. The egg has a little alien creature inside of it, and it needs to impregnate a human host uh, through attaching itself on its face implanting its eggs inside the the person's chest and a day or so later bam out of the chest pops out the baby alien anyway the predators have been producing these aliens by gathering their eggs giving them human hosts so they can produce aliens and the predators only produce the aliens just so they can hone their warrior skills if we have any star trek fans out there i would compare them to the klingons you know and the warrior klingons that we saw on star trek they are hunters and that's their sole existence in life is to be hunters and to hunt and in the original predator with arnold schwarzenegger He's like Arnold plays a uh, part of a like a green beret team that is sent into the jungle. They start being hunted down by this unseen predator because it can be it could camouflage itself, become completely invisible. It has these kick ass weapons, uh, it has thermal vision. That's how it's able to see you, it, it sees you through your heat signature. And then there was Predator 2 with Danny Glover, where the Predator makes its way to Los Angeles. And that's where we actually get to see the first reference. In the second Predator movie, the sequel, is where we get to see the first reference to the aliens. Because at the end of Predator 2, when Danny Glover actually kills a Predator, and the remaining Predators that were there on Earth acknowledge that one of their own was beaten by a human being, they give him a gift. <laughs> and they he gets off the ship, but there was a little trophy room inside that spaceship. And inside the trophy room, you saw the skull of the alien uh, monster from the movie Alien. Anyway, those two tie in together. The first Predator was great. The second one was good. Uh, Alien versus Predator was it was a pretty decent movie. It wasn't bad at all. And uh, it takes place in the Antarctic, is where the predators would go. They have like this ancient underground under Antarctica, this whole cave system, if you want to call, where they've been practicing their predatorial skills for thousands of years. With the alien race, and they actually give a nice backstory telling how that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years on Earth in the Antarctic. Uh, P Dog writes on YouTube, Face Hugger, that's what the aliens are. They implant their little eggs into your chest. CC Wheezy on YouTube writes, when the Predators show uh, Arnold his face, classic scenes. You are one ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, uh, awesome. Uh, welcome to Jamie on Instagram. Helion on Instagram is giving us a thumbs up as well. Anyway, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you so much. It's always fun to come on here with you guys, talk Walking Dead, talk horror. I love talking about aliens and horror today. One movie that I'm gonna mention to you that is a really good alien horror flick is called The Fourth Kind, okay? It stars Mila Javovic, and if you watch this movie, the very first scene is Mila coming out and as herself trying to make the sound like the events of the movie actually happened and she tells you that they're going to show you this footage and they'll leave it up to you to make a decision uh by the end of the film if you believe it or not now it never happened the the whole opening sequence with the actress coming out and giving that explanation and the movie being really done nicely it's a Good, good movie. It's scary. Uh, it's just that while you're watching it and you're seeing this footage that they've captured, uh, I was kind of tricked when I saw the beginning. And I'm like, wait, did this stuff really happen? It takes place in Alaska. Uh, they have they've captured spaceships. Uh, you know, what the fourth kind stands for is alien abduction. It's when you've actually been abducted by aliens and they're conducting experiments on you but that's another one to check out it's called the fourth kind it stars mila javovich uh if you're into alien horror movies definitely give that one a look as well anyway guys again thank you so much for tuning in tonight i'll be back on the air again tomorrow stay safe stay warm out there and until tomorrow remember Always stay walking, guys. Good night.